spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to start another business too. We're going to do um, movie production. What? I want to produce some movies. You mean like we'd be like a studio? We would be the money behind it, and we'd go and find the director, and we'd find the casting people, and all those people, and and do a movie. That's quite an undertaking, babe. I mean, it'd be fun. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? What the fuck? Michael Darby's going to be a movie producer now? Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was, of course, a clip... From this week's The Real Housewives of Potomac, Michael Darby telling his wife Ashley, who's she, he's put through the ringer already for seasons now. He's cheated, he's grabbed ass, and now he's deciding to be a movie producer as this woman's water's about to break and she's having another child, a second child. They'll have two uh, little young babies in the household. And this man who she can barely get a reach, she can barely track him as it is, and now he's saying he wants to run a movie studio. And to that I say, what movies is Michael Darby going to produce? Okay, I can't even imagine the scripts that that man is going to take in. But also, I have some scripts if Michael Darby wants them to produce them, you know. I'm looking, looking for some producers, so Michael, call me up. But honestly, uh, what a nightmare that man is. What a human nightmare. And then at the end of that conversation, they were all just sitting around at dinner. And then at the end... After he tells his wife for the very first time on camera that he wants to do uh, movie production, here's what Michael Darby says to her. 
I don't do stuff without fully understanding. So, there you go. Really, Michael Darby? Really? Really? Really, Michael Darby, you don't do things without understanding it. How about the times you cheated in public? How about the time you grabbed ass to someone on the crew? I mean, really? Really, Michael Darby? Are you not aware of yourself? Do you think he's just not, maybe he just doesn't get it? Or does he not see? You know, sometimes you feel like people don't see themselves, like they don't know. I often worry about that. Uh, You know, I worry about myself. I worry, you know, maybe I'm not going to understand how I'm appearing to the general public, but I feel like this man has no touchdown to reality. And now he's going to be doing a movie studio. Ashley did look beautiful in that scene. She had sort of a J-Lo-esque maternity outfit on. I love, you know, I love Ashley. Ashley gives great confessional. She's a great housewife. But that man saying that he understands what he's doing at all times, I thought, no, you don't. You sure don't. (laughs) You certainly do not, Michael Darby. I mean, he's delusional. Uh, Okay, you guys, we're going to talk all about this week's episode of The Real Houses of Potomac. I do want to briefly mention that I might sound a little extra congested. I have some allergies going on, so I feel fine, but I just needed to let you know that if I sniffle a little bit, I'm doing my best. Also, we got to talk about the Nicki Minaj of it all. Nicki Minaj, Nicki motherfucking Minaj, was talking about how she wants to host the reunion. So I don't know if you guys have been following the story, but Nicki Minaj posted on her Instagram, her social media, that she was hosting the Potomac reunion. Now, I don't think at this point it was a real thing. I think she posted it. She was watching Potomac Housewives. All of the Potomac Housewives started commenting. And then it became sort of a real thing. Nikki posted a conversation with, I think it was called Joe Publicist, like her publicist, who had contacted Andy and the Bravo Brass, who said Andy had said that he would give up her seat, his seat so that Nikki could host the Potomac reunion this season. And it became sort of a real thing. Now, I don't actually think it's going to happen. I'll be honest with you guys, because these reunions film for a very long period of time. And Nikki's busy. She's got a lot going on. So I can't imagine Nikki would film for 12 hours throughout the day. Um, because I don't think everyone realizes, like, that's what they, they film for a very long period of time. Not saying that Nikki doesn't have the work ethic to do it. I'm just saying that she's busy. She's a multi-platinum recording artist. She does not have time uh, to be doing a 12-hour day for The Real Houses of Potomac. Not to mention the fact that I'm sure they'd have to pay her a lot of money because her fee is probably high. And then also, Andy was probably already contracted to that. So did they not pay Andy at that point? Does he give up his salary so that somebody else could take that salary? Because I'm sure they've already had the contract done. Um, so I just think there's a lot of logistics, but I do imagine a world where she maybe like uh, videos in or or stops by for a segment or something, and I would like that. I would like that. I mean, I would prefer it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Nicki Minaj does come and host the Potomac Reunion because I think it'd be great. I mean, I'd love to see that, and I think it'd be great for the show. Everybody would be tuning in to see how Nicki Minaj does. Uh, although we love our Andy hosting the reunion, I think he does a good job, and I don't think people realize how hard that job is and how good Andy is at it. Uh, but I'd love to see it, because I feel like it'd get a lot of good press for Potomac, and Potomac deserves it. Potomac deserves the world, quite honestly. I, I think I get mad when people say they're not watching Potomac. I know the ratings are good this season, but uh, I still get very upset when I hear that somebody's not watching it. So Nicki Minaj would bring a lot of the eyes. Um, and I love when our pop girls are watching our Bravo shows. You know, it makes me feel good when I see Miley Cyrus talking about watching Beverly Hills Housewives. Of course, this week, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Rihanna was posting about Roni. And Roni needs it. You guys, Roni needs, Roni's been on life support. We all know that. Although this past week, I know I didn't recap it, but I think we do need to briefly talk about that song that Luann is recording for Christmas. I've always said the housewife, somebody needs to do a Christmas song. Luann finally did it. And it's a little bit of like an off-brand Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. So it's like, what do I want for Christmas? Just you. I can't sing. You guys know I can't <laughs> I can't sing for shit. You guys know that. Um, but, the, I mean, neither can they, to be quite honest with you. I was seeing everyone, Ebony, Sonia, uh, Ramona. Ramona sing worse than me, you know? But I love to see him in that chair with the producer. And then, of course, Leah came in, and she was so worried about the contract situation, which I actually sided with Leah. I saw a lot of people saying, like, what the fuck does Leah need to worry about a contract for? And I was like, you know, what? we've seen it time and time again. Sonia Rita did get paid when she was doing the, the what was that show where Luann's banging on the bongo drums traveling across the country? 
You know, so I think that Leah was right to worry about a contract situation. Unless we forget that Luann has had some trouble with the law. So I don't think that it's like out of the realm of possibility for uh, Leah to be worrying about a contract situation. I actually liked it and also gave us something to work with on this show that needs something to work with because that show's a big hot mess. I was watching last week and I was thinking like, I can't believe I'm watching like Housewives record a Christmas song and I was still a little bit bored. Um, but I was grateful that Leah uh, brought the contract thing in. And then Rihanna had posted, like, wearing so, a part of Leah's clothing line. And she, like, said something to Ramona. And I thought, oh, my God, I love that knowing that Rihanna is watching Roni. And I would love to know what Rihanna thinks of Roni. I want these people to come on Everything Iconic. If Rihanna wants to stop by, Nicki Minaj. God, I love Rihanna. I mean, who doesn't love Rihanna? She's the greatest person in the world. To be quite honest with you, I mean, I hate to over-exaggerate, but I do believe that Rihanna's the greatest person that we have here on God's Green Earth. So if she wants to come by, you know, we could talk about Ramona, the whole gang. Um, Nicki Minaj, too. If she doesn't want to do the whole reunion, you know, give me 20 minutes on Zoom, we'll do it. Anyway, um, we did a, I, I do love when the pop girls are talking about the housewives. Uh, knowing that they watch is good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So this week on Potomac, you guys, we open with uh, Jizzy going to the hairdresser. She's It's her friend, Cal, and she's getting the photos done for the podcast. Her and Robin are doing the podcast. And I am, you know, I said it before, I'll say it again, I am a little bit worried about Robin. She's going through a lot, and now she's got to do a photo shoot for a podcast. Um, you know, and these housewives, they all start the podcast. And I, God bless, I want everyone to do the podcast, do whatever they want. You know, here we are. Uh, you're listening to podcast. But I do think that oftentimes these housewives, they jump into the podcast game and then they realize like it's, it's a lot of work and it takes a while to grow. So we oftentimes see these housewives, they throw their hat in the podcast ring and then two months later they're gone. You're thinking, where's Vicki Gumbelson's podcast? You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. So I just think it's, it is harder than it makes seem. You know, you don't just get on a microphone. I know you're listening to me. Just get behind a microphone and chat and chat, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Uh, and so, you know, God bless. I hope Robin and Jizzy's podcast takes off and uh, lights the podcast charts on fire. I'm just saying it's a lot of work. And Robin seems to be going through a lot. And hopefully this will help get her out. You know, hopefully it'll be good for her. She does show up 32 minutes late. Um, and they're talking a lot. Jizz is talking a lot with um, Cal. And I keep saying Jizz. I know a lot of you guys. That's like what Karen calls her. But also, I take these notes fast and furious. Uh, you know, I'm type out the notes. And so I oftentimes just type out like a shortened version of all the housewives' names. Um, so that's why we're calling her Jizz. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I'm getting in my notes. Um, so anyway, Jizz talks about the relationship with that man, uh, Pastor. And he, you know, he sounds like the worst. And she says she stopped going to Atlanta at a certain point. She said, you can't have an honest relationship in a pandemic, she said to Cal. And Cal right away said, yes, you can. Cal called, her. Cal called her out. Cal was like, uh, yeah, you can. And look, Giselle's relationship's a big hot mess. Uh, and, but Giselle is going to focus on making sure the daughter doesn't fail the driver's test this week. And uh, by the grace of God, I pass on my first time. I'm a terrible driver. And I, I say, if you see me on the side of the road, or if you see me driving, I should say, on the road, you should uh, turn around and go the other way. I'm not a good driver. I don't like doing it. And I've tried before to, you know, be a better driver on the road, but I'm just not. I don't know if it's my peripheral vision. I've never had great vision. You know, ever since I was a kid, I wear contact lenses. So I don't know what it is exactly, but I related to Giselle's daughter uh, failing the test because although I passed, I shouldn't have. You know, somebody should have failed me, honestly. I think, you know, keep fail, fail, fail the kid until uh, they're really good because otherwise they get on the road and they're not a good driver. I remember I had, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was 16, 17 years old, you know, I was hitting every parked car, you know, <laughs> thankfully never hurt anyone. But man, I drove off cliffs. I, I there was one time I got my, uh, my dad's car I was driving. And I got it stuck on a rock. Like, I don't even know how it happened exactly. Like I was pulling into a driveway and the driveway, the yard had sort of like a dip in it. And there was this big rock and I, I got the car somehow stuck on the rock so that it was, balancing on a big ass rock and i remember that we had to call people to like unbalance the car off this rock like i don't even think i'm explaining it properly but it happened 
And everybody's like, how the fuck, Danny, did you get this car on the rock? I was like, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I parked it there somehow. I thought it was like, the, like, I didn't see the driveway or I forget what exactly happened. But the car was just rested on this big ass rock. And I was like, I don't know how it happened. And then I don't know if I also, I think I might have told you guys this before, but also when I was younger, I, like throughout high school and college, I also was a delivery driver. And I'm not talking about for pizzas. I'm talking about for a manufacturing company I used to deliver chemicals. So like I drove in one of those big ass semi trucks or, you know, those real big ones that you're supposed to have a specific license to drive it. And uh, I didn't have a specific license to drive it. They just threw me on the road with these uh, these big ass things of chemicals, the drums, the drums. I don't know if you guys can picture drums full of raw chemicals that I would drive. And I remember the car, the truck that I had to drive, it didn't have like a rear view mirror because those trucks are so big. You have to maneuver these mirrors outside. And I think that's why you're supposed to have a specific license. Uh, but, you know, I couldn't see anything. I remember I would be on the freeway driving to make a delivery and I would be switching lanes and I would just pray. You know, I'm not a very religious person, but I'd say a couple of Hail Marys before I got into the next lane because, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen every time. I'd hear the chemicals in the back and the drums just swaying back and forth. You know, sometimes they'd fall, they'd be upright and they'd fall. Uh, and I would just pray, like, I pray that I don't hit any other cars and that I don't have a chemical spill. You know, now I at least know to stay off the freeways. You know, I get that. And now I would never get a job uh, making deliveries in a big ass U Haul semi truck. But back then, you know, you need the cash, so you do whatever they say. Do whatever will pay the bills. And so, uh, yeah, I would just say silent prayers to myself. And the one truck, I remember, it didn't even have air conditioning. So I'd, Ohio summers get hot and humid. I remember just driving, just stripping sweat, praying to the gods above, praying to Mariah Carey that I, I don't hit anyone when I'm uh, switching lanes. So anyway, God bless Giselle's daughters. I hope they're saying some prayers. You know, she didn't seem like a very good driver when she failed that test. Um, but anyway, back to Giselle talking to her friend Cal. She does say, you know, because we're talking a lot about Mia this episode. Mia's the new housewife. Uh, Giselle says to Cal, hey, our new friend got her clit done. What does that mean? You know, we're uh, as I said last week, we're doing a lot of clit work on this on this program. And Cal says, look, I haven't seen one of those since the 90s. And honestly, Cal should be an official friend of because he's funny. <laughs> he's funny. I love Cal. I know he's been on the show before, but I love Cal. Also, I got to say about Potomac in general, I do believe that Potomac gives the best reaction shots on television. Now, the Golden Girls, to me, the peak of sitcoms, you know, Golden Girls is one of the best shows of all time. If you haven't watched it, it's on Hulu, go watch it. But if you watch the Golden Girls, all four of those uh, queen icons and legends, they give the greatest reaction shots. So particularly, I think, B. Arthur. She, no one gives a reaction shot like B. Arthur. So somebody else could say a joke and the camera will cut to B. Arthur with one little raised eyebrow. She's so, saying so much without saying anything at all. And I do believe that the Real Houses Potomac are the best at giving reaction shots since the Golden Girls. I think it's like the two of them, the greatest shows in history, giving a reaction shot. Golden Girls and the Real Houses of Potomac because Ashley Darby gives a better reaction shot than anyone else on a sitcom. You know, there's not a whole lot of sitcoms out these days. But I do believe that Ashley Darby uh, can give a reaction better than any of these other comedic actors on television. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's uh, when we cut to that scene with Ashley and Michael and that music, uh, or, or I'm sorry, and that whole thing about the producing movies. But speaking of music, I do have to mention that every time they show Ashley and Michael in a scene, they do have a little bit of that ba-dum, ba-dum music that they used to play for Alex and Simon. It's like a little bit different version of the Alex and Simon music from The Real Houses of New York. Remember, every time those two would come into scene, it'd be like the Adams Family theme would play in the background. And Bravo does that a little bit with Ashley and Michael. I noticed it. Pay attention. Next time they cut to an Ashley and Michael scene, it's like a different kind of theme music than they play for the other women. It's like a little bit of the ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. <laughs> it's so rude and I love it. I love it. Um, so then, let's see, we have Karen doing some cooking. She calls Raven. Raven's in New York City. She's an executive. She's a business uh, gal. She's in corporate America. Karen's really proud. And, uh, you know, Raven's very proud of Karen because Karen's going to be sworn in as the ambassador of her hometown, Surrey, Virginia. And I don't know what exactly that means, but I love that Karen is the queen of Surrey, Virginia. And I love that she's doing some hometown outreach. Very proud of Karen for this. Uh, she does ultimately burn the food. 
She, but she wants to get Wi-Fi for Surrey. So, you know, she's doing her work. She can't do it all. She can't make sure the food's not burned and save Surrey uh, with Wi-Fi for the whole town. So I do appreciate Karen. Uh, and, you know, I'm happy that Raven's proud of her. Happy. Uh, then we cut to Mia. Um, she's in her businesswoman's outfit at the chiropractor. And she walks into this, you know, she runs the chiropractor places. And she walks in, she says, let's do a walkthrough. Now, you know, I always feel like these, I mentioned this last week, I feel like these are always set up scenes. And I feel like the workers, you know, they have to tell, the housewives has to tell the workers, like, hey, I'm going to come in with camera crew, and I have to pretend to work. So I'm going to be just like saying some shit, we're going to improvise, you know. And the workers are probably like, ah, you're going to ruin my whole day. Those people who are there every day, they're probably like, oh, we got to pretend for camera now. And the housewife, I feel like, tells them, like, make sure you ask me questions or pretend I'm like the big boss in charge here. And like, I come every day. And so, look, I'm not saying that me is not a hard worker. I'm just saying I always feel like these types of scenes are always set up for the camera. And, um, but I would hate it as a worker if I worked at the chiropractor or any of these places. And there was one moment that really made me laugh. It was like Mia was telling one of the workers, she said, do we really want to, um, these pamphlets over here? We need to move them front and center. And so Mia moved the pamphlets. They were on this table. There were like a bunch of pamphlets. Mia moved them to the center of the table. And she's like, these pamphlets need to be front and center. And it had to, that was like the main moment to show that Mia was like running this joint. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was so stupid. It was like she moved the pamphlets maybe like six, six inches from where they were. And she told the workers like these need to be in the center. And that was like the main highlighted moment to show that like Mia runs this joint. Like that was what the editors and the producers of the show used to prove to us, to show us that she's the boss in charge here. She had to move them pamphlets six inches. And, oh, it just made me laugh. It was like the big focused moment of Mia's time at the chiropractor. <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. Like, that's the most important thing she did there that day. Move them pamphlets six inches. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those fucking pamphlets. I love this show. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. Do we need these pamphlets over here? They need to be front and center. Move them six inches. And then that was it. <laughs> oh, these shows are so stupid. I love them. Uh, meanwhile, Mia's son calls. He needs a ride home. And she's like, no, I can't. I got another appointment. I got to move some of their pamphlets at some of our other locations. You know, she can't just call the Kairos and tell them to move the pamphlets to the center of the table. She's got to go to these places. So, she, you know, she's busy. She can't pick up her kid. So then the husband's like, look, the kid, this is the third time you've canceled on our son. <laughs> The husband's like, this is the third time you canceled Mia. You got to pick up the kid. And uh, Mia says, this is a, a direct quote. She says, being a boss bitch CEO causes tension in the household. It's a hard balance. And she's not wrong. Mia's not wrong. She's the boss bitch, she said. She's a boss bitch CEO. And God, I love her. I love Mia. You know, I am so glad we brought her in here. And I, I thank the Bravo gods because every time I see Mia, I think she's a perfect housewife. And she's a boss bitch CEO. That self, self-proclaimed boss bitch CEO. And these shows, if there's one thing a housewife franchise needs, it's a boss bitch CEO who knows how to move pamphlets. <laughs> oh, I'm giggly today. Let's take a quick break here and we'll be back with more recap of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code Everything iconic, all together one word at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to Get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Okay, so then we cut to Rob and Escala and Wendy doing a workout outside. Now, Wendy's worried because it's cold outside. She's worried about that silicone freezing. And this is a really random grouping, but I like I like this grouping. I also like they had an instructor who was in the field, and they, they brought the instructor to do the workout with them. And I always love on these shows when then they kick the instructor out. So they're like, okay, you need to get the fuck out now. Like, we're going to film our scene. So, like, the instructor has to come on camera and... And run it, and I'm sure that the instructor does not get paid a fee to just come on camera and instruct the thing. And I don't even think this instructor got like a name or got to get their business name out or anything like that. I could be wrong. Maybe I missed it. But I don't believe that the instructor got any sort of free promo. So they didn't get paid to be on this show and they didn't get no promo for their business. And then the housewives, after a couple of minutes, they're like, okay, get the fuck out. Like we need to do our scene. So it's like so rude. <laughs> So rude to that poor instructor. Now I would feel I wouldn't feel bad for the instructor if they got like a big promo for their 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 wares or their services or whatever fuck. But I feel like this woman didn't get nothing. And then they just were like, bye, like see you later, and then uh went on with their scene. And I thought, man, that person just wasted a whole Saturday. And then probably told everyone, like, hey, I'm gonna be on the house size this week, and then you know, everyone watched it and they saw this person instruct on uh, a Scala, Wendy, and Robin for five minutes and then had to get kicked out of the scene. You know, I always think, like, I wish they would let the instructors stick around, even if they just sort of sat there. Like, even if that woman, the instructor just sort of sat there while Wendy, Scala, and Robin talked about, I don't know, Mia's clit or whatever, whatever they're talking about on the show at the time. And instead, you know, they kick her out. So, you know, justice for the instructor. I don't even know her name. Maybe they said her name and I missed it. Unclear. Then, um, let's see. Candace says she's uh, having a party at her old house. She's having a party at the old house. Pajama party. She's getting rid of the house. She's got a new confessional, too. I love her. Candace looks good, great in the new confessional. Then we see Mia and Karen. They meet for tea. And I love proper tea. 
because I was listening to an interview with Minnie Driver, and she was talking about how she like loves to do English property. And I can't stop thinking about it. I want to do English property with Minnie Driver. Anyway, uh, Karen and Mia talk about how the other women are attacking her because of the relationship that Mia has with Karen. And uh, Karen says, I think Robin's up Giselle's bush. And then, uh, you know, Mia sort of agrees. Robin and Mia are now text feuding. And I didn't expect this feud coming out of the show, but here we are, Mia versus Robin. There's layers to this program. And Mia said, um, because Giselle and Robin had texted Mia to hang out with her outside of Karen. They said, don't bring Karen around. We want to hang out with you without Karen. And Mia said, only if it's for business. She said, if you want to reach out to my assistant to schedule a business meeting, then you could do that. Because look, Mia's busy. She's got to go move them pamphlets around. So she doesn't have time for, you know, this stuff to just hang out with people willy-nilly without Karen around. And so Robin did not take kindly to that. So Robin then texted back in the group text and said, like, Mia, that was uncalled for. And so now they're in a text feud. Robin says that Mia's being misguided. And I'm excited to see this come to a head, which it does at the end of the episode. We'll get there. So then, uh, meanwhile, Candace is at the recording studio. And Chris is busy with a catering job. Uh, you know, Candace is every scene Candace is working. I do have to say she is complaining a lot about all the work she's doing. She's recording an album. She's like, God, I'm tired. And, you know, we want to feel, I, I do bet it's a busy schedule, but it's hard because these are all things that Candace wanted to do. Um, but Candace is recording a new song. She did not sign with that Chucky label. Now she's indie for her freshman album. And she starts singing, she gets behind the mic, and I don't know about you guys, but I I did sort of yell through the screen, I thought, Candace, you need to open your mouth. Now, I'm not a recording producer or a recording artist, but it did feel like a little bit, I think the lyric was like, must think I'm, must really think I'm playing, reverse the conversation. And Candace was like, (laughs) I can't sing. Must really think I'm playing, reverse the conversation. And they're like, give me more attitude. And I wanted them to say, like, open your mouth a little wider. You know, but Candace, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's got songs out. She's got, there's music videos and songs out, and I like them. That drive back song, go listen to it. It's good. It's good. So I am proud of uh, Candace for doing the freshman album. I hope we get a Nicki Minaj feature on it out of this whole Nicki Minaj thing. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, did we ever talk about Giselle's house? I don't know. Forgive me. Did we talk about Jizzy's half house? It's two different colors. I'm not sure if we did, but I just need to mention that it looks a hot mess. So <laughs> just needed to take a quick moment. Oh, so this is the scene where they go to get the driver's permit. I felt bad for the daughter. She failed again. And I just have to say they filmed it. And that poor daughter, she had to relive the footage watching this because, you know, she did not want to be on camera. I felt bad for her. I did. Justice for the daughter. Grace. They need to give Grace some more grace. They shouldn't have aired it. I'm glad they did, but they shouldn't have. For Grace's sake. So then uh, we cut to Candace saying goodbye to the house. They show a montage of all the mess in the old house. She's so proud. She says, my husband and I have a new home now. uh, And my husband and I can walk around naked if we want. And my mama can't say nothing, she says. Candace says. And I thought, yeah, you're 34, Candace. It's about time. You should be able to run naked in your own house. (laughs) I mean, it was like, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her getting her own house. Like, good for her. Uh, but it just made me laugh, like, oh, well, now we can walk around naked in the house. And I was like, wow, just now? Like, you kind of, I know Dorothy paid for the old house. Um, I hope we get more Dorothy, though. I feel like we're not getting enough Dorothy, and I'm just going to need them to crank that up a notch. You know, kick it up a notch, in the words of Emeril Lagasse. Uh, by the way, a few weeks back on the show, I had mentioned, like, what's going on with Emerald Gossi? And a lot of you had reached out to me. He is doing infomercials with our dear Kimberly Locke from American Idol season two or three. And I just have to say, for those of you who don't know, Kimberly Locke sings the Everything Iconic theme song. So it's called Raise Your Hands. And to me, it felt like a cheesy 90s talk show. And it became our Everything Iconic theme song. So at the beginning of the episode and the end, that's Kimberly Locke. And she's doing infomercials with Emeril Lagasse. So it's all, it all comes back around at the end of the day. Um, anyway, so Candace is doing this pajama party. And she makes everyone do a shot of fireball as they enter. I'm distracted on Bravo with these ring doorbells. Are you guys distracted by that? Every time somebody comes to the door, we got the ring going, and I'm thinking, we have a ring at our apartment, the ring doorbell. So I'm always feeling like somebody's at our door. 
uh, every time somebody's on Bravo, it's distracting to me. Is that happening to you guys? The ring doorbell, I hear that saying. They need to get some different options for the ring doorbell. You know, I wish I could have another sound come out uh, when the ring doorbell goes. Okay, so everyone arrives at this pajama party, and honestly, I was already nervous about seeing Jizzy's pajamas. I don't know about you guys, I was worried. The women were all showing up in these gorgeous silk pajamas. And then Giselle comes in in a Versace robe, although Karen said it was fake. Karen said it was a fake. Right when Giselle entered, uh, she said something about someone being a hater in the group, and then Karen said in her confessional, everyone knows who the hater is here, and she just walked in in a psychedelic robe that is fake. (laughs) I love Karen. I love Giselle. I love Karen. I love the dynamic between the two of them. And that robe was shocking to me. And again, I just have to say, everyone was looking very sexy in like silk robes. You know, Wendy, every scene Wendy's in, she's showing off that body. And she should, because that body looks fantastic. But uh, Giselle then coming in in this big fluffy robe that, of course, looks like something that I would love. I mean, it looked like a gorgeous fluffy robe. But it also didn't look exactly like, I don't know about you guys, it didn't look exactly like quality Versace. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just... And no shade, it just sort of looked like like Versace for TJ Maxx. And you know I'm a Maxinista. You know, you guys know that. That's no shade to TJ Maxx. Love my TJ Maxx, love my home goods, love my Kohl's. Uh, but it did look like, and it made me want to think, I need to go to TJ Maxx and see if they got that robe. Like, I would like to wear that robe. I'm just saying, I don't believe that it was maybe like actual Versace. I do sort of side with Karen, although it looked cozy and comfy and great. So there you go. I mean, there was a lot of colors happening. It did sort of look like, you know, a crayon box exploded over it, you know, something like that. (laughs) Or it looked like a camp tie-dye version of Versace, you know, like something. When you're at summer camp as a kid, remember how they do the tie-dye stuff? It sort of felt like we all just mixed a bunch of colors and and put it in a tie-dye bucket, and then that came out. And then someone wrote Versace in a magic marker over it. You know, that's sort of what it looked like to me. But again, cozy, cozy. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of different stuff going on. Candace forgot to invite Ashley. I know Ashley's water broke, so she's busy having a baby with that uh, demon Michael. But I felt bad that Ashley didn't even get the invite. And you know, Candace is so happy that Ashley's finally going into the hospital to have that baby with the demon because uh, that's all Candace wants. She needs the feud with Ashley. And so finally, when Ashley pushes that baby out of her, her uh, bottom half, and then uh, she can start feuding again with Candace. You know, that's all Candace wants. So I'm very, I'm very excited for those two to get back on track with their feud. And we talked about it last week, but I'm very excited. And I wonder too, have you guys noticed the demon Michael's not really filming with anyone else? I wonder if that's purposeful. Is he not allowed to film with anyone else because of all the stuff going on? Or is this just like he just, no one wants to film with that demon? Or did it just not happen yet? I don't know. But I'm noticing that that demon's not with anyone else, although the husbands haven't really mixed yet. Uh, and we haven't seen Chris with Juan or anyone. So maybe it's happening down the road. But I, I'm going to be curious to see if that demon Michael films with anyone else. We're going to just call him the demon. <laughs> We're just going to call Michael Darby the demon from now on. So the demon and uh, his wife go to have that other baby. I'm happy for them, though. You know, I want the best for Ash. I, of course, want her to get away from that demon. Um, but did you guys see on Twitter, everybody's talking about this twink demon? Like, I don't know if you guys follow this, but on Twitter, a lot of people were talking about some demon twink. And now I just want to, all I can think about is the word demon and Michael Darby, the Darby demon. Uh, anyway, where are we at here? Okay. So I love, uh, messy Mia. She comes in, she owns that She was messy in her text message to Giselle and Robin. She owns it. That's all we want from Housewife is to own it. Now, Escala's also at this pajama party, and Escala jumps into the mix. She says, there's a whole lot of delusion, and I can only be silent for so long. Now, I don't know about you guys, but Escala really had no business getting into this argument or this feud, uh, and that's why she makes a good friend of. Now, I want to applaud her. Escala, God bless you. You deserve the world this week. Because you got in the mix, despite having no skin in the game, in the words of Dorinda Medley who I miss terribly over on The Real Houses in New York. Uh, but Escala uh, had no skin in the game, yet she said uh, she said there's a whole lot of delusion, and she can only be silent for so long. Escala's not having it. She's over it. She's had it. She's had it. And so she jumps in. And then, you know, Mia says, how many businesses do you own? <laughs> that was so stupid. Mia said, Robin said, who the fuck cares how many businesses you own? You know, like, what effect does that mean? And look, I just love this cast. 
because they're all just giving us stuff. Mia's giving us stuff. Escala comes in and gives us stuff. Oftentimes we have these friends of who don't really do anything. You know, they just sort of sit on the sidelines and I need them to get in the mix, whether or not it feels natural. I don't care if it's a fake, at least give us something. Escala is giving us something. You know, it, too often I see these friends of the show and they're never going to get an upgrade if they don't get in the mix. I don't care who you are. If you're boring, you're not going to get that uh, upgrade to the apple or the peach or whatever it is. You know, you need to bring it. And sometimes I feel like they just sort of sit quietly on the sidelines and I'm yelling through the TV screen like they're never going to upgrade you. Like get in the mix. Because even if they don't upgrade you, if you're messy, they'll bring you back as a friend of, right? Like they'll bring you back for another season if you're messy. But if you're just sort of standing around, you're not going to get nothing going. Then Candace uh, sets up Prosecco Pong. And uh, Mia does pull Giselle aside in that fluffy Max and Easter robe and says, I think we got off on the wrong foot. And Mia says, my deliverance is bad. She says, I will, this is a direct quote, everyone. She says, I will try with my deliverance to be better. (laughs) Like, are we talking about Kathy Bates here? Like, why does she keep seeing deliverance? Uh, Delivery, Mia, delivery. But that's why Mia's a good housewife. You know, a good housewife gets none of the phrases correct, right? I always think of Ramona Singer. She can't get a phrase right to save her soul. And so I'm happy that Mia just keeps saying deliverance. Uh, the women then do a conga line to the family room and um, play Never Have I Ever. Now, I like the conga line. I don't know if you guys caught this, but they were in the kitchen. They moved to the living room. And someone like grabbed Candace's shoulders or something. And then Candace's like, yes, let's do a conga line. And it was a perfect housewife moment because I feel like they always know they need to get something going. And so Candace's like, okay, yes, let's lead into a conga line. And so the women all just did a conga line to the living room. And I don't think that would happen in real life. But when you're playing to camera, you know you need to make stuff happen. Whether it's a conga line, some group dance, and whatever it is, you need to make something happen. And so Candace found an opening and said, okay, we're doing a conga line to the living room. Now that's insane. If you really think about it, stop and think about it. A group of women moving from the kitchen to the living room doesn't normally do a conga line. But when you're on camera, you got to make stuff happen. And so that's what they did. They grabbed each other's shoulders and did a little conga. And the rhythm got them. In the words of uh, Gloria Estefan in the Miami Sound Machine, the rhythm got them. And they conga lined all the way over to the living room, which was maybe five feet. But they still made it happen. They grouped up did a little group dance all the way to the living room, five feet, and the rhythm got them. <laughs> oh, this show's stupid. I love it. Love it. So then, uh, oh, they talk. They do Never Have I Ever. This is where Mia reveals that she didn't really have her clit done. I'm sorry to keep saying these words. This is just what the sh- I'm recapping the show. She says she actually had vaginal rejuvenation. Now, everyone is like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Wendy's like, does she know anatomy? You know, they have to, they're like a little confused. Um, but th- Mia also reveals during this Never Have I Ever that she had a threesome. And she says she just wanted to watch the woman have sex with the husband. And I love this about Mia because Mia's honest, open. She is not afraid to tell her truth. And I feel like this is almost the antithesis of what's going on with Ashley and Demon Darby. Because those two have secrets. Demon Darby and Ashley do have some secrets, but Mia's not interested in having some secrets, and that's refreshing. Because do I believe that Demon Darby and Ashley uh, have threesomes and maybe have a little bit of an open marriage situation going on? Yes, I do believe that. But they're not going to tell us that on camera. They're just going to do it and then make it storylines that he's cheating. Uh, but Mia's not interested in any of that. She says, yeah, we had threesomes, and he's hooking up with other women. What about it? And that's why Mia is a star. That's why she's a star. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of Demon Darby, Ashley, she had to leave Dean, baby Dean, to have the other baby. And she was crying. You know, it's just emotional. When you're having a baby, I'd imagine there's so many hormones running through your body. So much is going on. Your life is changing. And so, you know, she's she's crying. But I was so happy for the baby. And I was excited for her. Then, let's see, next week... Oh, real quick, though, Demon Darby driving to the hospital that night. I mean, he, speaking of demon, he looked like a demon in that nightlight, the night vision camera they had in the car. I mean, I that's always terrifying when they do that green night vision camera. I mean, seeing Demon Darby behind the wheel going to the hospital in night vision was truly a shiver up my spine. You know, I just watched that Fear Street tr- trilogy on uh, Netflix 
And nothing in that was as scary as Demon Darby behind the wheel of a car uh, with, in night vision. Honestly, Netflix or whoever's making a horror movie, just film him behind the wheel uh, in night vision because that, honestly, it goosebumps on my arms. My The hair stood up on my arms seeing him in that night vision. He doesn't even have to be in the car. Just showing him in night vision is honestly terrifying. Not something I need to see again. I don't need to see it. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Next week on the show, that's the end of the episode. Next week we get more of Wendy with their candles line. Which is insane. I love it. Uh, Candace is planning a trip. We get them all on a cast trip. Very excited about that. We get some more Karen versus Giselle. Uh, Giselle shouting, I want Ray to live. <laughs> Which is, this whole thing is so incredibly insane. I love it. Of Karen thinking that Giselle wished death upon Ray. I mean, that's not what happened, but I love that it's happening. Do you get what I mean? Um, and just seeing in the preview, uh, Giselle yelling, I want Ray to live is worth the price of admission, ladies and gentlemen. This is the greatest show on TV. And uh, I thank the Bravo people for it. And our women, I thank them all. Mia, thank you for coming to the show. Escala, thank you for jumping in. All of them. Robin, thanks for waking up and getting on camera. I mean, God bless you all. I mean, truly giving it to us. So, uh, you guys, that's this week's episode of The Real Houses of Potomac. Stay tuned. Uh, later this week, we'll have recaps of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills and New York. Uh, last week, Beverly Hills took off, unexplicably. I don't know why they were off, but they did. Is it because of the Olympics? I'm not sure, but I'd much rather see Erica Jane uh, talking about Tommy Two-Tones and bamboozling us than I would to see whatever's going on in the Olympics. Because I don't care about that. I need to see Houses of Beverly Hills. Those are my Olympics. So Bravo, better not be taking any more time off.
because I can't handle that. Uh, but last week, Beverly Hills was off, and so I decided to just not do uh, Real Houses in New York, so I'm sorry. But we covered it a little bit here with the Christmas song and the the Rihanna of it all. So, you know, this week, this coming week, we'll have more on Beverly Hills and New York. I want to thank everyone for the kind words about the Rosie O'Donnell interview. Again, a dream come true. I mean, truly just the best. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. I really think it's it's maybe my favorite interview I've done. I think it's my favorite interview. For sure, actually, it's my favorite interview. But uh, I thank you all for the kind words. And later this week, I'll put it up on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one, so you guys can see the whole interview. She spilled a lot of tea. We got some tea on the League of Their Own reboot. Uh, And then we also just had a really great conversation. And uh, so I thank everyone for listening, for sharing. And a lot of people wrote about the interview, different news outlets. Uh, So I thank all the people who wrote about the interview because that helps spread the word of the show. And that one got picked up everywhere. We were in Us Weekly, People Magazine, all sorts of places. So go listen to the interview because it was great. It was a joy, a delight. It was everything to me, truly everything. Wish I had more time. I would have loved seven hours with her, but hopefully she'll come back, Rosie. I think... I think she had a good time. Hopefully she'll be back. She told me I could call her Ro. Ro, come back to us. We love you. Uh, okay, so you guys, that's the episode of Everything Iconic. Thank you all for listening. I want to take a minute to do our cheesy little cool down. So I want you all to take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. I hope you all... Have a wonderful week. I hope you all take some time for yourself. There's a lot going on in the world, a lot of crazy stress. Uh, the news is a lot to handle. So take some time. Take some you time. Some you, Y-O-U, some Y-O-U time. Uh, and do what you need to do. I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, yeah. Remind you all that you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want everything iconic merch, go to everythingiconic.store. And if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I do one a month and I'm recapping Sex in the City over there. I want to thank ACAST for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST, A-C-A, st.com slash everything iconic. You can find all of our episodes there. Bye-bye.